0: Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can still. My soul is thirsty. Jesus, I say thank you this morning. Lord, as I wake up to a brand new day, lord i am grateful this morning i am grateful for the gift of life i am grateful for the gift of your mercies i am grateful that i'm able to come into the presence of the father this morning i am grateful that i am able to worship him father i give you glory lord i give you honor i give you adoration I magnify your name because it is precious, it is wonderful. I magnify you for who you are because you are a faithful God. You are a loving God. You keep your kindness. You keep your wonders for all those who love you we give you all the glory this morning father be magnified be exalted lord for your awesomeness this morning we worship you just for who you are yahweh jehovah this morning we worship you be glorified in the precious name of jesus once again lord we have come into your presence we have come to learn at your feet we have come to imbibe and retain the Word. we ask this morning lord uh, please speak to us this morning we ask this morning help our hearts to long and be closer to you Lord, thank you this morning. Let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone who is joining in this today. I, I am Murphy Ayenike welcoming you to devotion. Uh, today we move straight back into our reading of the book of first king we are thinking two more chapters today yesterday we stopped on first king chapter 6 we saw that solomon uh, built, yes completed the temple Yes, that temple was magnificent it was beautiful you know uh you could almost say that it was golden, yes, because everywhere there was gold everywhere you can imagine when the temple will be destroyed uh, okay, and the enemy will come and carry away you know the things the precious things in the temple um, you can imagine what they would have been wondering what were these people thinking even the floor was padded with gold okay so very wonderful but solomon did all of that because he just appreciated god god had blessed him so much in a short period within four years of becoming king he had become so blessed he he had everything okay and we said yesterday that that temple uh, okay was just a symbol it was a symbol for us Today we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we worship God in the beauty of holiness. We are also precious, just like this temple. We are golden. We are golden because we have God's love. We are golden because we have His grace. We have His mercies. All right, so today we take chapters 7 and 8. Chapter 7, yes, you thought that uh, the temple was glorious. (laughs) Solomon's palace was even more glorious. it was big, it was loud, it was beautiful, okay, so first King chapter seven, we will see Solomon build his own okay his own his own palace, and in chapter eight, we will see Solomon eventually okay dedicate the temple and bring the ark of god into the temple so i think yesterday we did we did confirm it took seven years in you know to build the temple it's going to take some 13 years yes to build to solomon's palace it was big and loud and i think that for me tells us a few things about solomon as a person okay so Uh, please get your bibles let's read it together this morning first king chapter 7 solomon also built a palace for himself and it took him 13 years to complete the construction 13 years this is one of solomon's building was called the palace of the forest of lebanon it was 150 feet long 75 feet wide and 45 feet high wow this was huge there were four rows of set cedar uh, pillars and great cedar beams rested on the on the pillars the hall had a cedar roof above the beams on the pillar were 45 side rooms 45 side rooms wow arranged in three tiers of fifteen each on each end of the long hall were three rows of windows facing each other all right so before we continue i know that um we are getting to some part of the bible where i know some people will just why am i reading all of this really what is the importance of all of this it's just like when we read about the temple okay I'm sure you were, some people were surprised at the end, you know, what we could bring out of it, uh, telling, reminding ourselves of of how precious, okay, uh, we are in the presence of God. So it's the same way with every detail of the Bible, it's important. So, one of the things that this will be telling you, okay, so while we are reading and you're asking yourself, why am I paying attention to all of this? Uh, You should realize that this was about solomon uh, this is his palace okay the details he puts into everything the the size of the palace tells us about the person of solomon so later when we are trying to understand and unravel things okay uh, that should already tell you this is the kind of person okay i am thinking about so very important so don't feel discouraged that oh why am i really bothering myself with all of these, these details every detail in the bible is important jesus said every jot of the word will not it seems so important that they will not fall to the ground until they are fulfilled all right so let me take verse four again It says, on each end of the long hall were three rows of windows facing each other all the door the doorways and doorposts had rectangular frames and were arranged in sets of three facing each other solomon also built the hall of pillars which was 75 feet long and 45 feet wide uh, there was a porch in front a long with a canopy supported supported by pillars so one of the things you are noticing about this is palace is that you have different segments and different sections so we have seen the last one is the all of pillars verse 7 says solomon also built the the throne room known as the all of justice where he sat to hear legal matters it was paneled with cedar from floor to ceiling So, yes, Solomon had a throne room and then called that the hall of justice. So, in other words, justice, especially at the beginning for Solomon, was something important. He was so wise, he had so much wisdom that he would listen to matters by himself, okay? Especially those very hard matters and then provide solutions to them. Verse 8 says, Solomon's living quarters surrounded a courtyard behind this all and they were constructed the same way he also built similar living quarters for Pharaoh's daughter when whom he had married so we notice very very clearly the Bible did not tell us whether Solomon married any other person okay the only other person at least as at this point when solomon is starting the building of the temple remember this is about four years into his reign uh, the first woman the bible mentions that he has married now that we know is pharaoh's daughter and that tells you something very important immediately okay uh, so, uh David was not that bad. David stayed 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 with somebody within okay uh the tribe of the children of Israel immediately for Solomon. He marries a foreigner, marries Pharaoh's daughter. I don't think we had anything about him marrying okay the girl that used to take care of David at least as at up to this Up to this point, and that is very important to note. Okay, so as at this point, it was just Pharaoh's daughter whom he had married. Rest nice is from foundation to eaves, all these buildings were built from huge blocks of high quality stones, cut with saws and trimmed to exact measure on all sides. Some of the huge foundation stones were 15 feet. They were 15 feet long and some were, were, 12, were 12 feet long. The blocks of the high quality stone used in the wall were also cut to, to measure and cedar beams were also used. The walls of the great courtyard were built so that uh, there was one layer of cedar beams between every three layers. Every three layers of finished stone, just like the walls of the inner courts of the Lord's temple, with his entry room. So we know that Solomon looked at the temple in you know, order to get inspiration for some of the things that okay he did even in his own palace. Verse 13 says King Solomon then asked for a man named Uram. Yes, Uram, to come from Tyre, he was half-Israelite, since his mother was a widow from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father had been a craftsman in bronze from Tyre. Uram was extremely skillful and talented in any work in in bronze, and he came to do all, all the metal work for King Solomon. Uram cast two bronze pillars each 27 feet tall and 18 feet in circumference for the for the tops of the pillars he cast bronze capitals each seven and a half feet tall each capital was decorated with seven sets of lattice work and interwoven chain He, he also encircled the lattice work with two rows of pomegranates to decorate the capitals over over the pillars the capitals on the column inside the entry room were shaped with water lilies and they were six feet tall the capitals on the two pillars had 200 pomegranates in two rows around them beside the rounded surface next to the lattice the lattice walk Uram set the pillars at the entrance of the temple one towards the south and one towards the north he named the one in the south Jacquin, and the one on the north he named Boaz (laughs) very interesting yes it says verse 22 the capitals on the pillars uh, were shaped like water lilies, and so the work of, on the pillars was finished. Verse 23 says, Then Uram cast a great a great round basin, fifteen feet across from rim to rim, called the sea. It was seven and a half feet deep. Can you imagine? Seven and a half feet deep. Some of us have not swam and swim you know, in pools, swimming pools that deep before. Yes, it was seven and a half feet deep. Deep. Remember, these works were was well done with bronze. It was seven and a half feet deep and at about 45 feet in circumference. So you just ma- imagine the size of some of these things. It was encircled just below it below its rim by two rows of decorative gold god and these were about six there were about six gods per foot all the way around and they were cast as part of the basin 25 says the sea was placed on a base of 12 bronze oxen all facing outwards three faced not Three faced west, three faced south, and three faced east, and the sea rested on them. The walls of the sea were about three inch inches thick, and its rim flared out like a cup and resembled a water lily blossom. It could hold about 11,000 gallons of water. Wow, that thing was massive. Let's continue. Verse 27 says, Uram also made 10 bronze water carts each six feet long six feet wide and four and a half feet tall they were constructed with side panels braised with crossbars both the panels and the crossbars were decorated with carved lions oxen and cherubims above and below the lions and ox were wreath wreath decorations Verse 36, Each of these carts had four bronze wheels and bronze axles. There there were supporting posts for the bronze basin at the corner of the carts. These supports were decorated on each side with carvings of wreaths. The top of each cart had a rounded frame for the basin. It projected eleven and a half feet above the cart's top, like a round pedestal and its opening was uh, two, one, two one quarter feet across. It was decorated on the outside with carvings of wreath. The panels of the cart were square, not round. Under the panel were four wheels that were connected to axles that had been cast as one unit with the cart the wheels were two one-quarter feet in diameter and were similar to chariot's wheel. the axles spokes rings and orbs were all cast from molten bronze verse 34 says uh, there there were handles at at each of the four corners of the cart and this Ah, these two were cast as one unit with the cart. Around the top of each cart was a rim nine nine inches wide. The the corner supports and side panels were cast as one one unit with the cart. Caverns of cherubims, lions, and palm trees decorated the panels and corner supports wherever there was room, and there were wreaths all around. All ten water carts were the same size and were made alike, for each was cast from the same mould. Uram also made ten ten smaller bronze basins, one for each cart. Each basin was six feet across and could hold 200 220 gallons of water. He set five ca- water carts on the south side of the temple and five on the north side. The great bronze, bronze basin called the sea was placed near the southeast corner of the temple. He also made the necessary uh, watch basins shovels and bows so at last Uram completed everything king solomon had assigned him to make for the temple of the lord okay so what you would have noticed is that solomon finished building the temple which was done in seven years uh, before he finished building his palace obviously his palace was more magnificent in size in shape in everything than the temple okay so Uh, it took it took a lot more time to be completed verse 41 says the two pillars the two uh, bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars the two networks of interwoven chains that decorated the capitals the 400 pomegranates that hung from the chains on the capitals two rows of pomegranates for each of the chain network that decorated the capitals on top of the pillars the ten water carts holding the ten basin the sea and the twelve oxen under it the ash buckets the shovels and the bowl Uram made all these things of burnished bronze for the temple of the lord just as king solomon had directed so if solomon is directing this then solomon is gleaning wisdom from somewhere yes and like i said if you you just had to pay attention to when moses was building the tabernacle to know where uh, yes uh, solomon got his inspiration from verse 40, says the king had them cast in clay molds in the jordan valley between Succoth and zarathan Ah, Solomon did not weigh all these things because there there, there were so many, obviously <laughs> the weight of the bronze could not be measured. Hmm. Verse 48, Solomon also made all the furnishings of the temple of the Lord, the gold, the gold altar, the gold table for the bread of the presence, the lampstand of solid gold, five on the south and five on the north in front of the most holy place, the flower decoration, uh, decorations, lamp and tongs, all of gold, the small bowls lamp snuffers bowls ladders and incense burners all of solid gold the doors of the entrance to the most holy place and the main room of the temple with their front overlaid with gold so solomon, so king solomon finished all his work on the temple of the lord then he brought all the gifts his father david had dedicated the silver the gold and the various articles and he stored them in the treasures of the Lord's temple. So I noticed one thing. Solomon did not even re- need to rely on the on the treasures that his father dedicated for him to build the temple. He was that wealthy, you know, to do it on his own. And that was just b- great and beautiful. Also, okay, uh, remember that this temple is telling us something about us, ourselves, as temples of the living God. Just imagine how magnificent this temple was. eh? Imagine how magnificent it is right now. Yes, this temple (laughs) will be torn down. This temple will be carried away one day. Yes, an army will come and they will destroy this temple when they walked in i'm telling you what do you think it would have felt like or even when they dedicated the theme, the temple if you walked into this temple i'm telling you you would be awed. you will be stunned and mm-hmm. uh, so on the day the temple will be dedicated i don't know which one moved the people more the magnificence of the temple or the presence of god (laughs) no i'm just joking about that but you see when the people came into the temple you know they saw they saw perfection i'm telling you eh? your temple is the perfection of god's glory the bible says that god made you in his image in his likeness okay so i want to to cherish yourself as a person i don't know who you are i don't know what you have gone through in life Okay, you are the temple of the living God, and God goes to the same length, you know, to make you beautiful. All right, let's complete this. First King, chapter eight. This cha- let's take this chapter and we'll round up for for today. Solomon then surround, summoned to Jerusalem the elders of Israel. So yes, we will see Solomon bring the Ark of God into into the temple. Summoned uh, that the elders of Israel. Solomon then summoned to Jerusalem the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the leaders of the ancestral families of the Israelites. They were to bring the ark of the Lord's covenant to the temple from its location in the city of David, also known as Zion so all the men of israel assembled before king solomon at the annual festival of shelters which is held in early autumn in the month month of ethanim when all the elders of israel arrived the priest picked up the ark the ark and the priest and levite brought up the ark of the lord along with the special tent and all the sacred item that had been in it There, before the ark, King Solomon and the entire community of Israel sacrificed so many sheep, goats, and cattle that no one could keep count. Verse 6, Then the priests carried the ark of the Lord's covenant into the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most holy place, and placed it beneath the wings of the cherubims the the cherubim spread their wings over the ark forming a canopy over the ark and its carrying poles these poles were so long that their ends could be seen from the holy place which is in front of the most the most holy place but not from the outside they are still there to this day verse 9 nothing was in the ark except the two stone tablets that moses had placed in it At Mount Sinai where the Lord made a covenant with the people of Israel when they left the land of Egypt remember this is 480 something years ago Hmm. when the priests came out of the holy place a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord the priests could not continue their service because of the cl- of the cloud, for the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. So you could say this began to happen when the Ark of God entered into that place. And remember, the ark just simply represented the presence of God. There was nothing special about the ark. They just said what was inside, right? It was just the stone tablet that God gave the children of Israel. The ark was not special. What was special is the presence of God. Okay? Everything you are using to represent God, uh, the Bible you are carrying, um, the cross on your neck, they are not special. What is special is is the presence of God himself what changed everything okay Uh, was the presence of God that came into that place until the ark was brought in the most holy place was just a place okay Uh, but when the ark of God entered there it became the most holy place you must realize this this morning it is the presence of God in your life that makes the difference the presence of god verse 12 says then solomon prayed oh lord you have said that you would leave you would live in a thick cloud of darkness now i have built a glorious temple for you a place where you can live forever then the king turned around to the entire community of israel standing before him and gave this blessing praise the lord the god of israel who has kept the promise he made to my father david for he told my father from the day i brought my people My people, Israel, out of Egypt, I have never chosen a city among any of the tribes of Israel as the place where a temple should be built to honor my name, but I have chosen David to be king over my people israel then solomon said my father david wanted to build this temple to honor the name of the lord the god of israel but the lord told him you wanted to build the temple to honor my name your intentions your intention is good but you are not the one to do it one of your own sons will build the temple to honor me And now the Lord has fulfilled the promise he made, for I have become king in my father's place. And now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. I have built this temple to honor the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. And I have prepared a place uh, there for the ark, which contains the covenant that the lord made with our ancestors when he brought them out of egypt now listen to solomon's prayer of dedication then solomon stood before the altar of the lord in front of the entire community of israel he lifted lifted his hands towards heaven and he prayed O Lord God of Israel, there is no god like you in all of heaven above or on the earth below. You keep your covenant and show unfailing love to all who walk before you in all-hearted devotion. You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. You made that promise with your own mouth and with your own hands. You have fulfilled it today and now, O Lord God of Israel. Carry out the additional promise you made to your servant David, my father. For you said to him, if your descendants guard their behavior and faithfully follow me as you have done, one of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. Now, O God of Israel, fulfill this promise to your servant David, my father. But will God really live on earth? Why? Why? Even the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less at uh, this temple I have built. <laughs> so the temple it was just a representation. It can't contain the presence of God. And Solomon knew that. Okay. So, verse 28. Nevertheless, listen to my prayers and my pleas. O oh Lord my God, hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is making to you today. May you watch over this temple night and day this place where you have said my name will be there may you always hear the prayers i make towards this place may uh, may you hear the humble and earnest request for me and your people israel when we pray towards this place yes hear us from heaven where you live and when you hear Forgive If someone wrongs another person and is required to take an oath of innocence in front of your altar in this temple, then hear from heaven and judge between your servants, the accuser and the accused. Punish the guilty as they deserve. Acquit the innocent because of their innocence. If your people Israel are defeated by their enemies because they have sinned against you, and if they turn to you and acknowledge your name and pray to you here in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sins of your people Israel and return them to the, them to this land you gave their ancestors. Verse thirty-five. If the skies are shut up and there is no there is no rain. Hmm. There is no rain because of your people because your people have sinned against you, and if they pray towards this temple and, and acknowledge your name and turn from their sins because you have punished them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sins of your servants, your people, Israel, teach them to follow the right path and send rain on your on your land that you have given to your people as their special possession. 37. We'll try and finish this shortly and complete this chapter tomorrow. It says if there is a famine in the land or a plague or crop disease or attack of locusts or caterpillar or if your people's enemy are in the land besieging their towns whatever disaster or disease they raise. and if your people Israel pray about their troubles raising their hands towards this temple then hear from heaven where you you live and forgive give your people what their actions deserve for you alone know each human heart then uh, they will fear you as long as you live in the land you gave to our ancestors wow alright so let's stop there today we'll complete this this chapter tomorrow we are on verse 40 i don't know about you but uh, this was really beautiful about solomon he was praying before the temple and i'm telling you right there god was listening to him and i'm telling you this morning we can pray and know that god hears us will you just begin to pray right now lord as i go this morning hear my prayers hear my prayers lord bless me this morning bless your people lord be with us help us to know you more and more help us to love you more and more father we say thank you this morning we give you all the praise in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen all right thank you for listening today god bless you enjoy your day